I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Fellas, is buying, is buying your wife flowers thirsty? I don't know, man. I'm not one to give marriage advice. Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. Courtney Cronin in Chicago. She is the regional manager. She's heading up the Chicago office. Courtney, I, I, it's very rare that I would trade weather with you, but have you seen... I mean, thank you, Canada. It, 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 I'm going to sound like I have a cold today, and I, I swear it's because of these wildfires. I've had a scratchy throat ever since about Tuesday, ever since these Canadian wildfires blew down here. Like, I, we get it. You're not involved in the Stanley Cup final again, Canada, and you're making your presence felt this time of year. Good on you, but man, this is brutal, Courtney. It's tough. When is it going to dissipate? Because I watched the New York Times time lapse of New York City yesterday from 5 a.m. till you know, 5 or 6 p.m., and when it got to, like, 2.30, Randy, and you can't see the skyline because it's an orange haze, yeah. that kind of made me feel like I was living in the day after tomorrow, which, honestly, in like this post-pandemic world, that shouldn't <laughs> come as a surprise. That, that feels kind of realistic from time to time, but... Is it that bad in Connecticut right now? It's it's better than it was yesterday, I'm told. I'm not going to get into the numbers. You know, we rate air quality. The higher the number, the worse the quality. There were times yesterday New York was in the 300s. I think you want to be around 60, you know, maybe 50. You know what I mean? Like, the lower the number is like a Wyoming clear day, right? And now in New York yesterday, like you said, was post-apocalyptic. A little bit better today. Connecticut's still feeling it. I guess it's moving south, so... You know, sending some some love to Philadelphia. I guess it's headed your way, but it's it's been tough. It's been tough. So if you think like, hey, what, that guy sounds like he's got a scratchy throat and a stuffed up nose, blame Canada. Okay, it's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel eighty. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we're going to need your help on the show today. First of all, happy preekend to all who observe. We've established right preekend starts Thursday. <laughs> Thursday afternoon. Uh, tomorrow we get the Vuvuzelas in. Today it's just the air horn. Tomorrow Vuvuzelas. Uh, and speaking of the day after tomorrow, again, as we ask for your best duos in sports. Because today, Courtney, as you said, you found out it's National what? National Best Friends Day. Yes. And that's why we had Chris Canty talking about how his best friend is his wife. Which is, listen, you know, fairways and greens, fellas. Like, keep it just, keep it between the buoys. Make, it, make sure that that reentry process at home is all... Is all clear again? You know, don't listen to me for marriage advice. But, uh, but you know, the best friend vibe. It got us thinking of best duos in sports. I think Courtney's going to win that. I mean, you went right out the shoot. You claimed all the good ones. You just- I know it's kind of unfair. Like I took literally all the good options, or at least the most most visible best friend options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm I'm expecting you to dig deep on this one. You can't let me down. As your best friend on this show, <laughs> you cannot let me down. Um, I'm sorry, you're not Eric. Uh, so oh. let's get to <laughs> let's get Shannon. To, you're my best friend. You always as, have been. Oh, see, well, there's a there's some. <laughs> never mind. I there's a lot I want to say. There's a lot I want to say about about Shan the man. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we just come up with a best friend nickname? 
The franchise and the franchise? Come on. You we can't can steal it. my best friend on Canty and Carlin <laughs> in front of me. All right. Because you guys, you're playing a home, you have home field advantage right now. That's you're true. in studio. I can Shannon's lay eyes. five feet away I from you. Seen. Eric, yeah. your real best friend, yeah. allegedly, is also 10 feet away from you. I'm sorry, last I checked, Chicago has at least two airports. Like, you can get here if you want to. You're just cozied up in your high rise condo looking down. We were talking, all right, we got something later in the show. We were talking about lake house versus beach house. And we're going to have that debate in the show. So again, the call-in number, the CC call-in line, one 888 888-729-3776. Call in with your best sports duos, best duos in sports. But we were joking about, about like where you would have a lake, a lake house. And Courtney's like, again, Courtney, in Chicago, on the shores of Lake Michigan, is like, I don't know, like a big lake. Like, give me a big lake. And we're like, I don't know, the one right out your window. And then she deadpan goes, oh, I don't have a water view of that. I just have a water view of the river. And I was like, okay, champion's problem. My diamond shoes are too tight. My 50s are too big for my wallet. Courtney, let's get into the game three win for the Nuggets because that is the idea. That's the motivation for the best duos in sports. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic. We knew that they were the best duo in the playoffs. We didn't know that they would drop 30-point triple-doubles in the same game. It's the first time it's ever happened on an NBA final stage, and now Denver has a two-games-to-one series lead because of it. It's insane. I don't know how else to describe it. When you saw the Nikola Jokic 30-20-10 stat line in the history of, of, of what that meant, in, ter- in historical context, you think, okay, this is Nikola Jokic. The guy does this all the time. But then to see Jamal Murray paired in with him, with his own triple-double, and then seeing the rest of the stat line, for the rest of the stat lines for the rest of the team, and then the score, it really makes you think that is a t- sort of performance that's unstoppable. How do you put the air back in the balloon if you're the Miami Heat? And I'm no, I'm not writing them off because this is only their second loss in the series, and we have seen them bounce back from deficits before, even though they haven't trailed in series. They Mm -hmm. didn't do it against the Milwaukee Bucks. They did not do it against the New York Knicks, and they never trailed against the Boston Celtics. This still feeling like uncharted territory because it is, but it carries a different vibe because even when they're at their best, this is still the toughest challenge that they have. Mm -hmm. And when you've got two teammates, the two-man game, literally the two-man game between Jamal Murray and and Nikola Jokic dropping a triple-double in Game 3 on the road, that's a, a stiff thing to come back from if you're the Miami Heat on a day where they were completely out of sorts in the second half. All right, th- these are the stat lines in case you didn't get to watch a game last night. You've been running around. You've been, I don't know, dodging the smoke here in the Northeast. Nikola Jokic goes for 32 points, 21 rebounds. And 10 assists. Jamal Murray, 34 points. So he got him on the scoring end, uh, 10 rebounds and 10 assists. And Murray got that last rebound with about five seconds left. And then, uh, listen, if he if he would, was telling the truth post game with uh, uh, Rose uh, Golden Wude, uh, Ross Golden Wude, rather, like you have to believe that he didn't know that he was on the verge of a triple double, but he at least looked like he really wanted that rebound there at the very end. Um, and it led to Michael Malone, the Denver head coach, who deserves a lot of credit, in my opinion, for rallying his guys, kind of laying into him publicly after mm-hmm. game two uh, and getting a better effort, better performance, especially on the defensive end. But it led to Michael Malone saying this on the performance from Murray and Jokic. I've been with Nicola for eight and uh, Jamal for seven years now. You know, we've had some pretty good moments, but not in the NBA Finals. And for those guys to make history the way they did tonight, uh, no one's ever done that. I mean, that's what's really neat about it. You get the win. 
I thought our defense was fantastic tonight. You hold that team to 94 points, 37 from the field, only 11 threes. That really helped us out tonight, the defending and rebounding at a high level, but by far their greatest performance as a duo in their seven years together. I would agree with that. I mean, we've seen great performances, uh, you know, in a playoff stage from Jamal Murray, but it feels like Nikola Jokic has raised his game. Do you remember how good Bubble Murray was, by the way? Oh, I mean, that's what I'm gosh. talking about. Before, before he... the ACL tear? Exactly, exactly. I mean, he this was is, on This one. is the way he's able to come back from that and show there wasn't much drop-off from the time that he had to, like, his absence to where he's at right now. A lot of guys can't ever get back to that level. And then to have the running mate with you when you both are on the same trajectory here, like this is this is impressive. And I know that there's this proverbial chip on his shoulder because he was so determined, Murray that is, to prove that those 2020 playoffs were not a fluke. Mm-hmm. That like him inside the bubble in Orlando, like that wasn't even his best. This postseason, he's got like – you know, it's it's. I don't know if it's just a refreshed sense of energy within him. The mm-hmm. fact that they were the number one seed and he was such a massive part of that. But Randy, this version of Jamal Murray is what we've all been waiting for. It is, and it, it, there's been a more uh, aggressive mindset from Jamal Murray. I think he realized after Game One where it was Jokic as a facilitator and other guys were involved. MPJ, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and then Game Two they come crashing to Earth and they realize, okay, our two best guys have to be our best players, truly. I mean, statistically and otherwise. Because what it does is it opens up, you know, opportunities for Christian Brown. I mean, Christian, don't call me Bron Brown. Like, he's out there balling, you know, former Kansas Jayhawk. I mean, where did 15 points in 19 minutes after having 15 points in his previous seven playoff games combined, and he's out there balling, and it's because of the attention. I mean, truly, like, um, I don't know what you want to call him, the sun, like a heliocentric, I've heard it described, a heliocentric offense when these two are are working together like that because it draws so much attention, so much pull from the defensive end. And that had been something as we pivot to the Miami Heat here, Courtney Cronin, that Miami had hung its hat on. They had been able to solve whatever your two-man game was, whether it's, I mean, go back to you know Giannis and, and, and Drew Holiday or uh, Jalen Brunson and, uh, and Julius Randle of the Knicks or, or obviously you know the Celtics with, with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They were able to solve two-man games. There's something different about this one that Miami can't solve. There's no shame in that, but you're just running out of time. I mean, this could be a two, this could be a five game series if Miami doesn't figure this out. And one thing Jimmy Butler feels like he can change is imminent control of his own energy. We feel great. We didn't play our best tonight. Uh, I feel like we just got to come out with more energy and effort, and um, that's correctable. That's on us as a as a group. No X's and O's can fix that. So you know, come out, dive on the floor get loose balls, get defensive rebounds, and um, maybe, just maybe, it would have been a different game. I just feel like, Courtney, for most of the playoffs, the the, the narrative, the feel-good, the look-at-these-guys outwork other teams and pull themselves up by the bootstraps, and they're all undrafted and low-drafted. Look at the, Like, where did that go? You know? Like, you're, you're still an underdrafted star in Jimmy Butler, right? Maybe, maybe just playing on one good ankle, but it feels like effort is something you yourself can control. It's not based on talent. and just was... It was absent last night on NBA final stage. And that's going to sound like a cop-out. And what Jimmy Butler said right there is quite different than what Michael Malone said after game two, where he lit into the Denver Nuggets about lack of effort. And then they showed like, you know, dozens of clips of their lack of discipline, the defensive breakdowns that they had in game two. I just felt like Jimmy Butler in that moment, how can you have low energy 
in the NBA Finals? Well, of course, like trying to play devil's advocate here, I said to myself, well, they just played seven games with the Boston Celtics. They've been playing a very long time. They were in the play-in tournament. Stuff like that shouldn't matter, though. The health is not a concern for anybody that is currently playing for the Miami Heat. Everybody is nicked up at this point, but there's not some major thing that this group is dealing with. Like, relatively healthy speaking, like, you can't have low energy. Lack of discipline, not keying in on your defensive assignments, that's one thing. But the low energy at home, game three, after you're taking the momentum that you just ripped away from the Denver Nuggets with your game two win on the road, a place that nobody in the postseason outside of the Denver Nuggets, has been able to win in ball arena, and then you just let it go. And I'm not at all saying that the series is over, but Denver, what they did on Wednesday night to to take the Mm -hmm. lead in this series, and now we have one more game in Miami before they go back to Denver – that is a – I just feel like though you cannot give this team any inch to move on you, and that's exactly what the Miami Heat did. And if it really came down to a lack of effort, that's not a valid excuse that you're going to be happy with if you end up losing this series and we go back to, man, game three, what happened in the second half because it did have to be this way. I want to get into what Jay Will had to say this morning. This was on KJM, ESPN Radio, 6 a.m. Eastern time. Uh He was talking about Jimmy Butler, and I understand that we live in a sort of almost like a microwave moment, right? Like the series are not largely, at least for what we do, they're rarely this like connective tissue. It's sort of like game by game. They're siloed up. And some of it is because of the NBA final schedule. You know, we have so much time between games. I'm actually looking forward to the fact that between games three and four, it's really just a couple of nights, like a game four is tomorrow night. But there is so much time in between it to where we sort of like, isolate these games from each other. They're like ice cubes in one of those old school trays, right? They just like pop them out. And Jay will had this to say about a guy in Jimmy Butler who, let's be honest, the Heat would not be here, obviously, without him. But Jay will's just focusing on last night. And you tell me whether he has a point about what he says, his criticism here of Jimmy, of, uh, of Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler failed in Miami Heat last night. And it's not all on Jimmy Butler, but it starts with the intensity that he brings on the court. So when I hear him talk about the energy level wasn't right, the energy level is dictated by you. Is it unfair expectations? Yeah, because that's what needs to happen in order for Miami to have a chance to win. He's not wrong on on the dismount there. And I, I do think like if you're talking about just binary, right, X's and O's, it's either a win or a loss. Yeah, they lost. Now, did they lose because of Jimmy Butler or did they lose because they only shot like, you know, sub 40% from the field, let alone three-point range, you know what I mean? It's I understand what Jay Will, Jay Will is saying there because you haven't had, like, honestly, ever since the Miami mm-hmm. Heat went up 3-0 on the Boston Celtics, you haven't had that same Jimmy Butler. I don't know what's happened. Sometimes you get into shooting slumps. If that's the case, then he just picked a pretty bad time for it to happen. You know, going 11 for 24 last night for 28 points isn't awful, but – they need more from Jimmy Butler, which is putting a lot on your superstar because you don't have that anywhere else. I just feel like he's had a kind kind of a couple mid games here and there, and frankly, he oh. hasn't really drawn a bunch of criticism. Couple he of- hasn't. Outside of this, I mean, I haven't heard anybody that heated and and take that staunch of a stance on Jimmy Butler and what he didn't do. Yeah. I just I feel like we've been talking about this for a while that you don't have the same version of him that you had in the first series against Milwaukee and then mm-hmm. against the Knicks and something happened whether he left it you know whatever happened to him which you find out internally and I know like there's video of him like limping last night just a little bit when they're going back to the locker room I'm yeah. sure that ankle doesn't feel great but it 
it hasn't kept him out of games. So if you're playing through that and able to, you know, contribute, then you've got to contribute more than this. They will not win another game in this series if they shoot as poorly as they did from three last night. I mean, that I think when you're trying to go toe for toe with this team in Denver, which I mean, frankly, was not that great from from three either, but the Heat can't shoot sub 32% from three and take 35 threes and make 11 of them if they want to win games. It will not happen against this Denver team. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, and for the guys, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And that's a tremendous point about the three-point shot. It's, it's, it's strange, but it's also explanatory of Miami's struggles during the regular season. They are a team that is dependent offensively on the three-point shot. When they're sub 35 37%, they generally lose. They did that a lot during the regular season because they weren't a good three-point shooting team. And that was one of the large criticisms about the team and about the roster is here we are out here rolling Bam Adebayo at Nikola Jokic and then essentially suiting up four guards. And one of them is not Tyler Hero because he can't get cleared yet. He's the best shooter on the team and he can't get cleared. So when you're rolling guards out there who defensively, as this series has gone on, have been more and more of a liability. Like, I, I'm not trying to necessarily support Jay Will's argument here about Jimmy Butler letting the team down, but I will say that when Jamal Murray attacked Caleb Martin or Jimmy Butler, when those two were the primary defenders, he had 21 points on 9 of 12 shooting, and he was 2 for 2 from distance. There was some adjustment on screens, there was a lack of, I mean, to point to Jimmy Butler's idea here, a lack of effort. I mean, there was a play last night, Jamal Murray, little bunny in the lane, there are three heat between him and the basketball. Ball comes off the rim. That ball's going to hit the floor. And Jamal Murray recognizes it, darts between Jimmy Butler and another defender. Offensive board, layup. That is an effort thing, and that could be a reflection of an ankle injury against the Knicks that maybe is bothering Butler more than we realize. Yeah, and the the shots that they keep missing, like the jumpers in the paint, like that, that's been a key, that's been an, that was an issue for them in game one. So how do you rediscover the hot shooting you had in the first three rounds, two and a half more or less, because that started to taper off, Randy, in the in the Celtics series. How do you rediscover that? I think you have to shoot through it, which is a tough spot to, to put your team in just because you don't have that much time left here. And if they end yeah. up losing the next game and they go down 3-1, there's going to be even more doubt that they can come back. And if you go into desperation mode, and say, like, this is it. Like, we need Tyler Hero. He's still not cleared right now to play because he has that broken right hand. I don't know that that's something that the team can recover from with that sort of mindset playing to, like, keep their season alive. I I just want to remind everybody again that um, I called the fact that the last round, the Eastern Conference Finals, was going to go seven games. I feel like like that needs to be mentioned after the Celtics won game four, and you told me, I was crazy. So that's my that's my best. No, radio friend. I didn't. T- I didn't What's tell up? you. I, was, I, didn't, I did not tell you you were crazy. I said if the Miami Heat do not win Game Five, this mm. thing will go seven. I thought they were going to win Game Five, and they didn't. It ended up no. going seven. So I'm also right on this. I, okay, good. So just two best friends on radio, just being right. That's what it is on today, National Best Friend Day. So call in eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six with your best duos in sports. ESPN Radio is your home for the NBA Finals. You can tune in for Game 4 of the NBA Finals tomorrow night. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. The Vikings are planning to release running back Dalvin Cook. There's a South Florida storyline as well. So what's the best landing spot for one of the best running backs in the game? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Uh, the sports world has given us so much to break down today on this pre-end Thursday. She is Courtney Cronin. I'm Randy Scott. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can get at her on Twitter. Courtney R. Cronin is the handle. I'm Randy Scott, ESPN. You can join the conversation on the CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Today is National Best Friend Day. Shout out, Courtney. Um, Who is the best current duo in sports? The best current duo in sports. Don't give me Babe Ruth and Luke Gehrig. We're going to talk the exact moment in time currently these current duos are the best at their craft. And Courtney's going to dominate in the competition that we have. But for now, we're welcoming in Matthew Collar. Uh, he is Minnesota Vikings reporter for Purple Insider. He's at Matthew Collar, C-O-L-L-E-R. Uh, Matthew, eventful day here, it seems like, for your Vikings. This Dalvin Cook news, it's been sort of batting around. It seems now it's headed toward an official uh, dissolution of this, of this union here uh, that the Vikings are parting ways with their talented running back. Yeah, I mean, it's not often that in early June we're talking about major shifts and things like that in uh, the way that an NFL roster looks. Uh, I appreciate that because I'm doing podcasts and writing articles that, um, you know, aren't about, uh, you know, past history or Mount Rushmore's or something. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting because when I've just kind of checked in on some of the national perspective on this, I think a lot of people are going, wait a minute, Delvin Cook? They're cutting him? Isn't he really good? And the answer is uh, he was. And, and, you know, he was a a centerpiece of what they did in the last couple of years. But I think last season you saw that either the age curve started to hit Delvin Cook or he wasn't as good of a fit with Kevin O'Connell's offense as he was with Mike Zimmer's. 
from years before. He was also very expensive, and they have huge extensions to work on this offseason, and they can use a little bit of that cap space to lighten the load in the future for cap hits for Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, specifically, those guys are going to get big deals. And I also think that when you spend a lot of draft picks on the other you know, running backs, you want to see them eventually. I mean, Madison was a third-rounder. Kenny Wong was a fourth-rounder. Ty Chandler was a fifth-rounder. So, you know, I think that they have some expectations that these guys could create a very interesting running back rotation and maybe be more efficient because last year, even though Delvin Cook had decent fantasy numbers, overall as a running game, the Vikings were not very efficient. I think they were 27th in expected points uh, overall from the rushing game. And Kevin O'Connell has talked about wanting a lot more of that. So I think they're kind of getting a fresh start. And it also signifies really a, a, a fresh start for this entire roster when you look around a lot of the faces that were here last year when they won 13 games are now not, and uh, that includes Delvin Cook. Yeah, those numbers, when you look at them, at least on paper, 264 carries, 1,173 rushing yards, eight touchdowns, that looks good, but the fit in this offense is something that doesn't seem to make sense anymore. And it is coming off of Dalvin's first fully healthy season in his entire career, 17 games, which for a player who's been injured a lot – is a pretty big accomplishment. The Vikings tried to trade him, were not able to, so then they put out that we're, they're going to release him, but only after trying to trade him one more time. Like, Where's the leverage in any of this by putting that stuff out there? No team that knows he's gone from the Minnesota Vikings in 24 hours is going to try to send draft capital. Tell me, Tell me I'm wrong on that. <laughs> no, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, when you look at the Zadarius Smith trade they made a couple weeks ago, uh, they got a couple of fifth rounders and swapped a sixth and a seventh or something. But the difference is, I don't understand why any team would take Delvin Cook's current cap hit. I mean, if they were going to acquire Delvin Cook because they desperately wanted him, uh, the first thing that they would have to do is agree to some sort of restructure because paying a running back, I think his cap hit is something like $14 million this year. Mm. I mean, that's just not acceptable to be spending that much money. And a lot of teams can't even afford to spend that much money uh, on a running back at this point. So you'd only have a handful of teams that could even make that phone call and make an offer. Um, but I think if he gets released, then there's a lot more teams that would talk themselves into him being a good idea. And it's really going to depend on the fit for him. I, I don't think that Delvin Cook being a bell cow 250 carry back is the best for him anymore. And I think we saw that last year. I mean, you mentioned the injuries, even though he wasn't injured as in missing games in the first half of the season he averaged five yards per carry and in the second half of the season he averaged 3.5 yards per carry and and that's been kind of a trend with him over the years is getting banged up getting overused and then fading down the stretch and I think that's another reason why the Vikings uh, want to try using multiple running backs in that role to spread out some of the carries rather than putting it all on him so if he can find a role like that somewhere else where he gets 175 or 150, I think he could still be a very effective player for someone. You're wondering if the money, though, is going to be commensurate with that sort of lightened workload. We'll see. He is Matthew Collar, Minnesota Vikings reporter for Purple Insider. Matthew, we know it's a busy day. Thank you so much for the time and the insight there for a, a, a seismic move for a franchise that certainly didn't lack an offensive firepower last season. Anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Again, you can follow Matthew at Matthew Collar, C O L L. ER. We've got Kevin in Mississippi, and we've got a couple more. I think one more open phone line if you want to call in and join in the conversation. The best current duos 
in sports. Today's National Best Friend Day. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, not eligible for this, but we appreciate the insight. We're just going to head it off. We're going to head it off now so that people don't call in and jam up the phone lines. We're going to get to that, and then we're going to delicately, carefully, tiptoe around the day that Zion Williamson had yesterday on social media. Okay, we're going to dive into that as best we can. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, and for the guys, it's Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Carlin, the podcast. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. Uh, just for the just for the general air quality right now. Just for just for the fact that it looks dystopian outside in the northeast. It's all from our our neighbors to the north and their uh, their forest fires burning out of control. And we're glad people are largely staying safe, as far as I understand it. But man, it's causing some air quality issues. Uh, here in the northeast of the U.S. of A. It's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. She is Courtney Cronin. I'm Randy Scott. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we've asked you to join in the, the conversation on the CC call in line, and man, do we appreciate that. we got some good feedback here on the best current duos in sports, because today is National Best Friend Day. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Kevin in Mississippi, we're going to get to you. Uh, Dean in Connecticut, Brandon in Florida, Mark in Omaha, can I go to Kevin real quick just because he's been waiting so long? Let's let let's get Kevin on because he's probably got things to do, places to go. Kevin in Mississippi, you're on ESPN Radio. Hi, guys. Happy Thursday. Um, I, I should have listened to the question a little bit better when you first said it. I oh, had my right. answer, but I had to change it. But I'm going to go with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Those two guys seem to be on a level that – no one else is on right now. Obviously, going back to their college days, won a national title, have already been to a Super Bowl. My original answer was Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. But look, these two guys could end up having those type of numbers when it's all said and done. That's that's a lofty goal. That's you know Keanu Reeves' high praise. Uh, we appreciate that, Kevin. Um, I remember Courtney. It was Joe Burrow who's like, sometimes you just throw it up because you know Jamar's down there somewhere. 
I mean, those nine touchdowns that he had last year didn't come without building that relationship as BFFs the season before and then the LSU days. There's a reason that he was super jacked to get Jamar Chase in that offense, and I think it's a great one to lead off with. I mean, there's so many here. You just think of – just think of tandems. Like when you're trying to think, figure out if you're going to call in on the CC call in line, triple eight, say ESPN, what your pick is going to be. Think of guys who complement each other and make each other better. Yeah. Like that is the example right then and there. And you're, of course, the video Randy's referring to is the one I believe before the AFC championship game where Joe Burrow, there's a video of him like from like it's filming him when he's like dropping back to pass. He just launches this ball, does a three sixty. And then, like, you know, spinning around, and then Jamar Chase catches it. It's pretty remarkable stuff. Uh, let's get to uh, Dean in Connecticut. I'm starting to notice a theme here with the first couple of duos, at least from a current sport. Dean in Connecticut, you're on ESPN Radio. Yeah, hi. How are you guys doing today? What's up, Dean? Hey, so, like, just Courtney was just saying, you know, you got to think guys who complement each other and make each other better. Well, I'm a little bit outside the box. You know, I'm not going to go with a quarterback and a receiver or this or anything, but I am going to go with a quarterback. I think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have proven that they are the best duo consistently right now. Oh, we get a coach. That's our first coach reference, Courtney. Yeah, and players and coaches can be friends. I mean, most times it usually doesn't happen until after the player's done playing, but I think that there is a mutual level of bromance between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it, you. I know yours, and we're gonna get. To, when do we get to do ours? Are we gonna do that ours next hour. We'll we do ours do next hour because it's our I'm, show. We it's just delaying. It's delaying the beating, Courtney. Because you, you right away, you were like, oh, I don't know, like best duos, peanut butter and jelly, chocolate and peanut butter. I was like, man, I'm gonna lose this. I mean, you could have chimed way. in. I didn't like steal it from you. It seemed a little bit of a of a filibuster. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Brandon in Florida, we're gonna get to you, Mark in Omaha as well. Again, joining the conversation, eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine. Three seven seven six. Um, okay, okay. Zion Williamson had himself a day on social media yesterday. One of those days where you, you where your phone, is, you know, probably is just like you know vibrating off of off of the nightstand as you wake up from your sleep and you're having the best dreams. You know, you're just having dreams where you're not hurt all the time and you're out there dunking on people and you're just having the best Zion snooze. And then suddenly you are the main character on Twitter and it's for all the wrong reasons. And for the details, I'm going to turn this over to you, Courtney. Man, you just launched me a giant flaming hot potato, so thank you for that. <laughs> no, no, Randy. I just feel like you have a better understanding of the details. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I have Twitter and I know how to read. But um, <laughs> I got an email. This whole The whole reason for this topic, because most of you know, Zion Williamson is dealing with some drama himself between two women. One that he has gotten pregnant, um, who allegedly is the mother of his new child, of his child, and another person who is an adult entertainer. So... I wake up to an email this morning, and it's from this company called Cam Soda. I don't know what this company is. I really don't. I, For some reason, though, I'm always on their listserv whenever there is any sort of athlete who has, shall we say, an indiscretion. They always capitalize on the moment, and this adult entertainer, Mariah Mills is her name, put Zion Williamson on blast after the information was found out that he's going to be a dad. This adult entertainer named Mariah Mills is apparently seeing Zion Williamson in some form or fashion, allegedly Hmm. might also be being 
flew out to New Orleans and moving down there on the uh, the dime of the guy who played 29 games last year and had to sit out the entire season before that because he's injured. But this website has apparently extended $500,000 to adult entertainer Mariah Mills to be the company's in-house play-by-play announcer for all Pelicans games for the upcoming season. So, of course, me as a journalist was thinking – they're not going to credential her. There's no way. So what creative way is Cam Soda going to try to get around this? Are they going to give her more or less their own feed and she's going to be doing like audio of this because you know she's not going to be getting the NBA rights to like voice over the video because mm-hmm. she won't be in the arena because that could probably lead to an altercation. And I just would like to know why I'm on this listserv. They have my ESPN they, email. Yeah. I mean, it's it's in my Twitter account. Like, it's probably pretty, like, I probably did this to myself, but people you are probably, thirsty, man. That's Remember just that it. Can yeah. he be in thirsty for getting his wife flowers? Right, like, Cam right. Soda, you are thirsty. It could just be, honestly, our phones are always listening to us. You might have said, like, Cam Newton and then been in line <laughs> at a bodega somewhere for a soda. Like, it could have just, like, lined up that way and then suddenly that's all it takes, truly, all it takes, but uh, I'm glad I'm glad you're able to explain it to the people. And oh darn it, we're out of time for me to weigh in today. Best friend day, current duos in sports. Who are the best? Call in. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from three to seven Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.